Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Brett Nobles, and you are listening to The Talk is Sheep Podcast. Podcast. And coming at you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brett Nobles. Uh, got my buddy Terry sitting over here just uh, admiring. Howdy. Spectating. Uh, I wanted to bring some stuff been on my heart, been on my mind recently. Um, and it's something that me and Terry have talked about before offline, but uh, it's really something that has been sticking with me, and it's really something I feel like sharing. And I'm kind of like Steve Harvey, except for I don't have, you know, a morning show, but I've got a podcast. So I've got this platform to share, so here it is, bringing it to you. It is definitely about to come at you. And what is coming at you, you might ask? Communication. I believe there is a communication situation, and that situation is lack of commitment to communication. And for me, um, communication is key, right? For any successful relationship, for any good steward of time, for any good employee, for all these walks of life, any good friend, communicate um with that being said i notice disconnects and the disconnect i see is not just from me to my buddy terry's friendship or me to my wife's relationship or me to my kids interactions or from you know my peers or from my coworkers. the the disconnect is from generation to generation and from persons to persons and what i mean by that is where my disconnect and communication with one is might not be the same for the other because we're all channeled and wired differently to how we connect uh me and terry y'all know talk a lot on the phone text message and just in life um, I have some friends that I speak to daily or text daily. I have some people I call and I check in on daily. That's who I am. I'm a communicator um, at work. That's what I do in the safety profession. You know, hey, how's it going? How can I help you? What's going on? Um, as a father, as my kids, right? Uh, my my little one's been dealing with some stuff. Communicate with it, right? It's hard to communicate with a four year old, but I do the best I can. I have a teenager. I have a teenager, shout out Dr. Dre, who I have to communicate with. And he's like creepy thin man and don't want to respond to texts. He wants to, like his communicating and my communicating are two different things. He thinks I share too much, and that's probably true. But I'd much rather give too much info than not enough info because at the end of the day, you know where I'm at because everything's on the sleeve. It's all out in the open. Um I know for some people, sharing how they feel and what's going on in their, in their life, in their mind, in their heart, is hard to share. They close it off. They put it all in the bottle. It's in the bottle, and they're like waiting for the genie to be rubbed, to be you know, spewed out. And they just like vomit all their feelings all at once. And typically when that happens, people, people get in the firing range for others. And they're scared, right? They're scared to be vulnerable. The, the aspect of vulnerability, I understand. Sometimes when you communicate, you're scared you're going to share too much. And that's true. Um, and, you know, depending on who you share it with and communicate with, maybe that's not the best place, right? Um, but 
at the end of the day, communication matters. It is a lifeline between relationship, whether it be friends, loved ones, co-workers, peers, whoever it is. Communication matters. One of the areas of communication that changed in my life a few years ago was when I moved to my current role um, at the plant and I, my main form of communication is now email. Man, I know with your job, you, you email a lot, right? I would say 85% of my responsibility at work is through email correspondence. It is a huge portion of my of my job and my end result product so yes bro it's like snail mail and it's so old you've got mail <laughs> and um for me it was different i had you know communicated with email but it was not my main source it was not my main um avenue of delivery communication yet i picked up on it quick right like i, I love to talk um i'm a chatterbox yet i also know when to be quiet and i also know hey Sometimes you need enough information, and sometimes you need to pull the curtain back a little bit, pull the reins in, not too much. And you want to make sure the appropriate people get the communication that they need, right? I mean, what say you? In speaking with work, let me ask you this. What, uh, what age or, you know, what's, what demographic, what generation are you dealing with? Uh, All leaps and bounds. So have you noticed that they're because I have in my line of work, have you noticed that there are uh, certain ages or groups of people or people from a certain generation one way or another that prefer other forms of communication rather than, you know, the email? For me, uh, you're going to email me because I'm going to have a paper trail. Come on. But I have uh, co-workers of mine and... Uh, you know, people that I that I deal with that would prefer just to stop by my cubicle or, you know, pick up the phone and call or, you know, and there's nothing wrong with a face-to-face -face conversation. I prefer that overall. But the problem is when the communication breaks down or you have what we had in 2020 with a global pandemic, a face-to-face -face conversation doesn't exist. I didn't see people's face. Exactly. They were hidden. Exactly. I didn't know what their mouth looked like. Exactly. It was weird. Couldn't give the police a, a descript. Some of them had mustaches. Some of them did not. I, I couldn't tell you. Does he have a mustache? I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's be serious. My bad. Um, so, yeah, man. Emails, huge. And another thing with that line of communication at work, right? Verbal. Sometimes you have communication nonverbal. You know, what's the, what's the body language? Um, read people's body language. Are, are they on their phone while they're talking with you? Are they arms crossed? Are they gazing off outside? Um, we have a roundtable discussion at lunch every day. We sit at you know, a, a nice little table, and we're just chit-chatting back and forth, um, kind of like Justice League of America style, and we solve the world's problems. And I can sit and tell who's listening. I can sit and tell who's not. Um, when it's their turn to talk, right? Not that we have turns, but when they want to speak, they want everybody's full undivided attention, but yet when they're not speaking, they, you know, whatever. Um, I also notice that with, man, you can notice that in church. Like, the pastor's up there preaching, and Billy Bob in the back's head nodding. Like, we know you ain't listening. We know that the communication is going in your ear and coming out your mouth because you snore. <laughs> right? Uh, but going back to work, 
verbal, nonverbal, visual, written, right? Uh, trying to give enhancement to, you know, notifications. Hey, here's a picture to remind you because, you know, we all grew up with pictures in the books. And, you know, I'm 31, and I still appreciate good pictures in the book, even as much as I like to read. It's vital. Communication there is vital. Learning how to be descriptive in your emails and giving enough information, but not too much information. Man, we really uh, brought the work email communication, right? One thing about that, uh, work communication is vital, right, because of production. I know for us, we are a 24-7 production unit, right? They're running 24-7, and communication is very valuable. Closed-loop communication is very valuable. We did some training on that, like affirmative, 10-4. Like if I say, hey, man, is it raining? And you just say, yep. Okay, yep to what? You could be talking to anybody. Yep, it's raining, right? You close off that communication gap. Um and sometimes that's overkill. I understand. But I also understand why it's there, why it's a necessity, right? We have seatbelts for a purpose. You might not ever crash your car. You might not ever need that seatbelt. But the one time you do, you better hope to God you're wearing it. That's right. I mean, fire extinguishers are the same way. Um, so, yeah, communication matters to production and to future growth. It's paramount when it comes to enhancing who, who you are. As a company, um, as co-workers, as a, as a unit, unity, it matters. Unity can be, you know, either advanced or regressed, regressed through communication. Um, and I'll say, with, too, from an employee standpoint, one of, the, one of the best things or one of the best compliments that uh, one of my supervisors ever gave me is when we were discussing uh, – you know, salary increases for the coming year and everything like that. Big we, bucks! Yeah. We went over my performance review. One of the simplest things to me is open communication and transparency. But she told me, you know, why I stood where I stood with her. She said, Terry, I, I never have to, you know, harp on you about getting anything done, doing your job, doing your timesheet, uh, or, or, you know, if you're, if you're going to be late or you're going to be out or something like that. You have no problem picking up the phone and calling. If you don't get me on the phone, you uh, you send a text message and an email. You know, you just double back on yourself. And she said, so, you know, you're a good communicator. So as an employee and as a subordinate, um, communication is paramount, too, because it makes uh, your supervisor's life easier, and they respect it. No doubt, man. Like, I know me and my wife, for us, um, when we go off the phone, it's I love you, have a good day. God bless, or like my mom, rest in peace, mom. Every time we walked out the door, go Jesus, go with you, bless you, keep you, protect you, and it was always something, right? It was always some type of closing that entering and exiting. Hey, how you doing? When you someone walks in, you you acknowledge. When they leave, you acknowledge. And to me, that's open and closing communication. Um, I love that with, you know, you're talking about the work and keeping that line. Hey, if I can't get you on the phone, I text or email you. And some people's like, man, you're overkill. But to me, it's not overkill, right? I'd rather you over-communicate than under-communicate any day of the week. Um, and let's move on uh, with the communication topic to everybody's favorite line of communication, right? Social media. Um, don't know if you know this or not, Terry. Throw this your way. I learned in having a teenager that 
they don't use text message very often, and it's so odd to me because text message is so much easier on their phone. No, they use Snapchat, right? And it's like nothing, and it, I've seen it. It's nothing vulgar. It's not trying to hide anything. It's just, hey, man, are you coming to pick me up? Like my, my brother and some of his friends and their communication, they message back and forth on Instagram or Snapchat. And I'm like, why don't y'all text each other? I'm like, hey, what's home dude's number? Because you're not going to go hang out with somebody if I don't know how to get a hold of them, right? And he's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I Snapchat message. So I'm like, okay, tell him to add me. I had Snapchat for stuff like that, right? Um, but then it was like, no, here's his number, right? There's such a disconnect. I see this younger generation where calling on the phone and talking. Like, I knew all my best friend's numbers by heart. 6498156. I call Odell right now, see? I remember his home number growing up. Um, I can remember that, and now I see the unique dichotomy with teenagers today and the way they communicate through instant messengers and Snapchats. And it's, it's odd to me because they have a cell phone. They have all this technology. They got more technology in their hand than was on the first spacecraft that went into the to outer space. But yet they'd rather message through Snapchat and all these other social media outlets. But communication in general through social media, right? I know you. You're not on Facebook. Um, and when you are, it's just where I can tag you and promote the Talk Is Sheet podcast. There's a plug. Um, Instagram, we send goofy videos. Uh, but but besides that, our communications text call. Um, but I know you've seen it before. Some people use churches, especially their communication lifeline is Facebook, is Instagram. What say you? What what you think? This is a mistake having me on this. Uh, I love talking about communication. So going back to the 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 younger generation using. Uh, social media to communicate openly rather than a phone call or a text message I have an explanation for that um, quick 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 side quest a few years back I hunted in a hunting camp uh, the president's son uh, he and I befriended and it had been a long time since I had been around uh, a young person a, a teen uh, and at the time this young man was 14 15 years old and uh, we hunted together a lot and if I needed to get in touch with him, I could text him and send him a, a quick message on Snapchat. He would ignore the text that I sent first and respond to the snap. And then I reversed it. I would snap him first and then send him a text message and he would respond to the snap. So I asked him one day why. And he said, uh, typically or generally speaking, they rotate between their social media accounts they rarely look at their home screen on their phone. A lot of times, if you text them, they will mute or silence the conversation because it pops up as a notification in the banner unless they have it disabled, and it interrupts their reels their reels, or their scrolling or their TikTok or their Snapchat or their Instagram. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily harping on young people. I'm just saying the explanation I got was, when I asked him that, he said, I'm already on Snapchat. So it's just easier for me to respond that way. So that is, you know, what I see with the young people or younger people. I mean, I, man, I've got friends. You and I communicate through Instagram. Um, when we had Snapchat, we, we had communicated through Snapchat. Um, I, I still use Facebook Messenger. Um, and, you know, right now I'm 
I'm on a social media cessation, but when it comes back or whatever, I communicate through all of those forms. But we are the generation, I think, when uh, texting really, really took off. I know there's a generation before. T9, predict text, baby. <laughs> I know there's a generation before that come up with cell phones, uh, bag phones, car phones, and watch the cell phone evolve. And a phone call was still the most convenient form of communication. Beepers. Beepers. Are the best. Beepers, I yes. mean, how – Stop you, sorry. For y'all who had beepers, why? Why? Think about okay. it. It was a it was a text message. It was, and it was call me, That's mom, right. and it's like I don't know. I guess I they over sensationalized beepers growing up, and like when I turned sixteen, I really thought I needed a beeper. <laughs> I never got one. I was fixing but, to say, but I really kind of wanted one. Uh, anyways, go ahead. But. Uh, <laughs> And, I, you know, even I found out when I just decided to, you know, dip off Facebook for a while, one of the things I missed was, like you said, uh, the communication from the church. I wasn't missing services. I was attending. But, um, yeah, I mean, that is how, you know, most churches, like you said, today communicate is through Facebook. So, I, I don't know. Overall, I think, you know, communication has its ups and its downs. You talk about, you know, this generation or a generation not wanting to pick up the phone and call somebody. We're like, not harping just on young folks, uh, especially me. I'm going to speak from the heart. Like, I'm not talking about the the 25. And or the low ju- crowd. Or just the, tw- the the 35. I'm talking about, like, also the 45, the 55, the 65-year-olders, right? Like, I, I talked about the email. And some people still prefer give me the phone call, and I'm all for it, right? Like, I understand you can't read the text message on your phone because you're blind. That's all good, but you can hit the answer button. But, man, I've got uh, friends of mine. Uh, I'm not going to shout them out and uh, put them on the spot, but i got a friend of mine, older gentleman. Um, we speak when he wants to speak. <laughs> um, love the guy dearly, respect him, um, kind of a mentor. But he is one of them that if he has nothing to say to you, He's not really going to answer unless it's an emergency. And th- how do you, how's he know it's an emergency? Because you text and then you call and he sees, oh, he texts and called. Now it's important. But this guy will call me out of the blue. Hey, brother, you was on my mind. Um, was praying and just felt this and, you know, wanted to call, reach out, wanted to check on the kids, wanted to check on the family. Home dude don't get, like, off the phone. Hey, have a good day. Take care. Adios. Sayonara. Bye-bye. No, it's just beep. I'm like, whoa, did he just hang up? And I'm like, oh, his phone cut out, right? And then he called me back like two or three days later, and my guy goes, hey, brother, I felt like I needed to apologize to you. And I'm like, for what? He's like, um, some people grew up where you just got to the point and you hung up. There was, He's like, my dad was one where he just told you what you, he needed to say. Click, hang up. And I'm like, oh, so you, you didn't go through a dry spot. You didn't lose cell service. It was just that that's how you are. And for me, I'm like, well, now I know, right? I'm a communicator. That's okay. Now I know he's not hanging up on me. I know he's not in a bad spot. It's just that's how he communicates, right? But it is what it is. Um, Old school, older gentleman, uh, pushing 60s. So, hey, I understand that everybody's connection is different. We all, I feel, need to do a better job of where the disconnect is. Um, I do agree that... Social media is a great outlet for communication, but I also think that for people such as yourself who's on, you know, the social media sabbatical or that 
you know, new year, new me, or that are fasting social media. Some people need to get off social media just to re-cleanse their mind, right? The algorithm got them trapped, and they feel, I got people I know in my life that's like, man, I feel so much freer and fresher. Because when you're reading stuff and you're getting... Um, just bombarded with junk. Well, you're, you're getting overstimulated with information. And I see... Let, let's give a scenario. <clears throat> I post a picture of me and you at a podcast. And someone sees it. Okay, cool. Well, then they're like, oh, this guy's all he does is make a podcast. Which might be true. Then they invite me over for something. And I say, hey, I can't. I'm busy. They automatically assume I'm doing what? Oh, he's just making a podcast. Is he really busy or he's want to come over? Um, you start to insinuate, not communicate, insinuate, which is always deadly. And next thing you know, they got this whole make-believe story in their mind about how I don't like them and I don't have time for them and how dare I and I'm such a horrible person, right? And that that's just a scenario, but it happens way more than what people think, right? That could be solved by a simple phone call. Simple phone call, simple text, and I know you rip off the Band-Aid communication, right? That's one thing, uh, giving some advice to someone recently. They was like, hey, uh, I've been having this issue. I feel like this person's really giving me the cold shoulder. I was like, why don't you ask them about it? Oh, my goodness. They was like, oh. I was like, because you're both adults, and at the end of the day, you both are going to be around each other, so why not just bring it to the forefront? And it's okay, like, we're adults, and hopefully you can get along with people that maybe you don't agree with. Um, if not, guess what? You still have to communicate. <laughs> you still have to communicate. I'd much rather know that you're upset with me by you telling me than you giving me the cold shoulder or, you know, you, you just being off kilter around everybody. Because what happens is that everybody else starts to realize something's wrong there. And then all this turns into this big, mucky mess, and... You know, now you're just pigs rolling around in the mud. And, you know, it is what it is, but all of it could be avoided with simple forms of communication. Man, social media, right? It's good, it's bad, it's ugly, and it really depends on how you use it. It's really up to you uh, what you do with it. Um, again, the overstimulation of information, um, I feel, is what really gets in people's way when it comes to social media. But there's also the idea of misinterpretation, um, feelings, uh, being petty, or, you know, I read what you said. Some people take social media way too serious. I'm going to tell you, a text message is a dangerous form of communication. Uh, you cannot read body language. Facial expressions, tone. That's why I a GIF. What? A GIF. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's how we communicate. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, you have to be, I mean, even the, the forms of communication that we beg for can be damaging if they're, you know, it's, it's much more than just talking. I mean, it's got to be, you know, how it's received as well. No doubt, man. Um, again, communication is key. Um, We've got to have a commitment to communication because there is a situation because of communication. You see, I'm just getting a bunch of Asians in here, the nations and sensations. And Okay, anyways, um, keep contact. It matters, right? Uh, one theme with all the podcasts so far, um, Brandon, Odell, Terry, is communication. Um, Brandon, when he moved to Memphis, 
call him once a week. How's it going? You're right. How are you doing spiritually, mentally, physically? How's the wife? How's the job? How is school? How's the dog? Right. And even if it's just in passing, right, a text message. Hey, bro, how's it going? Let's uh, link up, make sure everybody's doing good or whatever. Um, for me and you, you know, reconnecting and the way you and I talk on the phone now. Um, We're is making like, up for lost time. Making up for lost time. Um, me and Odell, right, in the, his episode where we talked about when marriage took place and he's not at church anymore and I'm not seeing him here and we're not hanging out every day and, like, here he is, Batman, Robin, Ren, Stimpy, SpongeBob, Patrick. These great duos, we're no longer together anymore, right? It's finding out that identity of who I was by myself, but guess what? We had that communication that kept us plugged in. I didn't see him for six months, but we still – could pick up the phone and be just like we was just hanging out playing video games as 10-year-olders again, right? Communication kept that together. Um, and that that matters in your circle of influence, who you have, who you reach out to. Uh, I call Pastor RJ at least two, three times a week. How's everything going at the church? How's everything going? Like, And just, hey, man, do you need anything? And that's not me, like, patting myself on the back. That's what I've been doing forever, like, since uh, Pastor RJ's been here and been the pastor at our church, it's like, hey, how can I help? What's going on? You know, and that comes from just communication. I, my lifeline in life is obviously communication. I have a podcast. I'm communicating to the masses that are growing. Again, thank you for who have liked, subscribed, and loved the podcast, all the support. Cheap plug, once again. But... There's different methods, you know, you get your phone call, right? And I'm not going to put a demographic or put a, an age group, right? Put an age bracket to who likes a phone call. Because sometimes a phone call is more suffice than a text message, right? Um, some of us text better, right? Like, if you don't go to conclusion and read into things, a text message works. Uh, an instant message works. A direct message works. A social media message works. The one thing that really grinds my gears... Um, is when you go unread for two, three days knowing someone has their phone glued to their hand, right? Like, I know people that sleep with their phone in their hand. But you had to go three days, and I, it's okay. Like, if you don't want to respond, that's awesome. But you could easily, very respectfully say, hey, I'm busy, I'll get back with you when I can. You could very easily say, hey, let's get together Saturday, I'll call you then, or hey, man, don't want to talk right now, just something, right? But when you go void and go mute, I have a problem with, like, the way we were raised, um, cell phone generation, communication generation. Um, that's what I like to call ourselves, right? Us uh, 28 to 30 to 34, 35, that, that little six to eight-year range where cell phones were more prominent, right? We had T9 takes. We could text, like, 800 words in less than three minutes. But there's a generation out there before us and after us that, nah, I'll get to that later. Eh. I'm too busy. That's not an excuse anymore, man. I've got an Apple Watch on my arm. When you message me, I get the message on my arm. I can easily talk to my watch to send you a message. Or better yet, I can say, you know what? I need to text this dude and say, hey, I'm busy. Or, hey, can't talk right now. They have preset messages on your phone and on your watch to send folks. You can send a voice message. And if you're like me, it's not going to understand a word you're saying, and it's going to be all broken up and like, bleh, 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 bleh. but, and I know you understand because I send you messages and I'm like, hey, bro, I voice text this, so if it don't make sense, I'll talk to you later. 
Um, but there's an issue there. I think there's a huge disconnect, and it's an issue that we need to resolve. Um, not just for generations before, but generations after us. Because if the generation before us, our generation, don't know how to communicate, how can we teach the next generation to respond accordingly? What you think, man? Well, I see you. You got that I look think, on your face. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think communication. Um, the responsibility on our part, or the person who feels they need to be communicated with, is knowing your audience, knowing the receiver, knowing your demographic. There are people in my life that I have come to know. Um, sometimes it's just better to pick up the phone and call them. Uh, you know, whether it's a life and death situation or you need to know how their chili recipe turned out last night. Um, for me and you, <laughs> that text message suffices. We text probably more than we should. We should probably just pick up the phone and call more, but we speak on the phone often. But also, you know, so you've got that group where, you know, you have to know, okay, I need to pick up the phone. Um, is it your responsibility to have to pick up the phone or is it their responsibility to respond to your text message? That is the golden question. Go, you know, to the other end of the spectrum with the young people and social media. Is it their responsibility to pay a little more attention to their, you know, their, their text messages on their phone? Or is it your responsibility to get a little more up to speed and communicate via a social media app or, you know, some kind of messaging app? I don't have the answer to that question, but I do think knowing who you're talking to and who is receiving and who you expect to elicit a response out of and their preferred method of communication uh, can resolve a lot of this. However, that responsibility falls on everybody. You and I, I, I know, unless it's a serious conversation, we prefer a text message. Yes. Um, for one reason or another. Uh, you know, here lately, I prefer to text message because I'm spending more time with my family. And I would just rather communicate through a text, you know, real quick, whip my phone out, text you, respond to you, do whatever, and then I'm back in the game with whoever or whatever. Um, so, I, you know, we prefer to communicate through text. Me and my dad, you know, everybody who listened to any episode that I've been involved in is going to pick up a common theme with me, and it's my dad. Uh, he has come up to speed in the last few years and he communicates through text quite eloquently and quite often but we both know that when it's time to have a conversation we'll pick up the phone and call each other and so i think it's 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 on everybody's shoulders to know the recipient's preferred method of communication and hey if you're trying to get in touch with me uh this is what i prefer so good stuff man i love the it's a responsibility of everyone's know your audience that's right um, and that's really, you know, the commitment to communication and knowing who you're communicating with. Uh, vitally important. Um, some people get upset, get their feelings hurt, get petty, Betty mode whenever you don't respond. Some people just, meh, whatever. Uh, I understand everybody's busy. I understand you got a life. I do too. Um, if it does not elicit a response, I totally understand. But I also believe that there is more of a common ground that needs to be shared with responding, answering, or say, hey, I don't do good with text message, call me, right? Like, I know for myself, um, 
I'm gonna throw a man under a bus. Hope you don't mind. Uh, when I when me and Pastor Jared did the podcast, uh, I texted him, and I don't know if he's just don't have T9 on his phone or not. But I called him and he's like, "What's up, bro?" And I know he's a busy man. He's a pastor, right? He's got life going on. And I was like, "Hey, man, I figured it'd be better for me to call you." Um, and I know in the past, I've called, "Hey, man, I was going to text you this, but I think it's better for me to talk to you." Um, I know people I work with that I could text, and it's just not going to go over well. I'm going to get the okay. And when I get an okay, I pretty much understand like either you're busy, or you have no, you don't want to go into detail, right? Um, and that's just again knowing your audience, knowing who you're communicating with, knowing what's going on, um, and that's unique how everyone's preferred to connect. Our biggest issue is the disconnect, and how to reconnect. I really think that is a nugget for this episode, knowing your audience, knowing how to connect, knowing how to communicate, knowing your recipient of the communication, and understanding, you know, how, what their preferred method of of that is, right? Um, Communication is key. It's key to any successful relationship, um, and that's including one with, you know, your Heavenly Father. You pray, you're communicating. Right, that's a form of communication. Um, I leave you with this on the communication situation. Relationships begin and end because of communication. Wars have been won and lost because of communication. Obviously, in our lives, communication matters, and for all of us, all of us need to do a better job of communicating, no matter where we're at, what we're doing, what walk of life we're in, communication matters. Communication matters. This is Brett Nobles, the host of the Talk Is Sheet podcast. Appreciate you. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Peace out.